0: Welcome, I'm your host, Greg McEwen. I'm the author of two New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. And I'm here with you on this journey to learn together how we can make life better. Have you ever found yourself taking sides in a conversation where you were trying to win the argument? You're gathering all the evidence to support your side and the other person is getting defensive and you can feel the emotion rising in you. What if we could create a space between agreeing and disagreeing? Today, I've invited Matthew McConaughey back to the show. He needs no introduction. He's an an A-list Hollywood star. My personal favorite movie that he's in is Interstellar, but there's a lot to choose from. You can listen to our first conversations back in episode 48 and 49, and we've stayed in touch since then. In short, he's one of the most fascinating communicators I have ever met or worked with, whether in his book Green Lights or in his passionate work after the shootings in Uvalde. He is raw, he's real. Let's begin. Remember to teach the ideas in this podcast episode to someone else within the next 24 to 48 hours of listening so that you can learn and they can learn and we can grow together. This episode is sponsored by Shopify selling a little or a lot. <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. mcconaughey welcome back to the podcast how are you
2: doing pretty good man can't complain at all yeah that's stuff to look forward to family's healthy wife still likes spending time with me i still like spending time with her i like my own time most of the time we're good (laughs) early morning for me i'm on my first glass of tea (laughs) 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 i'm like going man i'm pretty good man i I slept good last night. i got my nine hours of sleep I look at my essentials when I wake up in the morning. My kids are healthy. They had a sleepover last night. They got no school today. They're getting an education. I had a nice breakfast. My wife made me tea this morning. We had a good morning together. The house was quiet. My old my mom's in the house. She's still asleep. I'm like, it's Thursday. I was like telling my wife this morning, I was like, man, the weeks are going by well. You know, when you you get to Thursday and you go, Ooh, we're past the first half of the work week. And this feels like I've already put in a solid good three days. Hey, weekend's coming. What's the plans? I I don't know. My, that's that's where I am. But yes, you I hear you.
0: you. You're you're really just getting going in the morning, and things are in a good place for you. I, I'm going to just jump in with something here. So I was reviewing Green Lights, and I came across a story in there that I thought was really interesting. And it's when you were in Africa, and yes. you'd sort of received, let's say, a serious lesson when you were part of a conversation where there was an argument between two men and you found yourself sort of taking sides and then they criticized you, both of them criticized
2: you. Tell us a bit more about that. So I think I remember the story you're talking about. Um, We're in Timbuktu. I've just come back from hiking through the desert. It's with these two intellectuals, uh, 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 Malayan men, both around, I don't know, young 20s, mid 20s. And my guide, Issa Ballo, and we were sitting at a table, just ordered dinner, second floor of the one hotel in Timbuktu, and around came this very pretty young lady. Um, she was kind of going by each table, kind of giving an eye, and um, as she came to our table and the table was like, no, oh, thank you, the two guys started getting in a, in a conversation about like, well... One, she, as as a Muslim woman, she, she, she's young, she shouldn't be she shouldn't be doing that. Uh, that that's, that's 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 not responsible of her. Da, 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 da. And the other one was like, well, I listened to this conversation. These two mm-hmm. go back and forth. And when I got a gap about five ten minutes in their conversation, I decided to put my voice into the side of you know what I, I happen to agree with my man here that you know what she's young healthy, uh, uh, seemed to have all the abilities about her that, mm. you know what, maybe she t- flat turned in her cards too early here to say I'm going to, you know. And a- as I was taking that that person's side, that person, the the one who was arguing that, no, she should not be doing this, jumped me hmm. and said, it is not about right or wrong. It is, do you understand? Mm. And it it shocked me to put my butt back in the chair a little bit deeper to go. Well, I was arguing the right or the wrong of that. I thought that's what they were arguing. <laughs> <laughs> the right or the wrong. And, uh, you know, it's sort of you see it I mean, you see it in, in in European conversations, especially stereotypically the Italians. They're very demonstrative. You think they're in like a fight. And they're like, no, they're actually talking about how much fun they just had doing something. And, and that's what these two we're doing, and then he threw at another line. The other guy threw out another line. What was the other line that he threw to me? It was, you know, the Africans throw those proverbs that are non-negotiable. What, what you what you
0: said in this, what you wrote, is you recognized in this a different way of communication than what Americans are used to. One based not yeah. on trying to win arguments, but on yeah. trying to understand the other person.
2: Well, here we go. This opens up a lot of what I'd love to talk continue to talk about. Um, yes. And I want to come back to this, but I'm a, the, the word. I'm 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 really big on unpacking the word, admittance. Right mm. we need to admit some things mm. before we're so quick to judge things mm. today. We love to judge. We love to disparage the opposite, vilify the opposition. But yet, we have a lot of things we have to admit. Like the lies we tell ourselves, the lies that we listen to, that we give credence to and give truth to for our own entertainment, and say, Well, I'm gonna go ahead and believe that's true, I'm gonna act like that's true when we know it's a lie. Mm. So what I what what I what I got from from that was, and I'm guilty of this too. And I like to say this is something I'm also trying to practice. When I say, when I say we I'm including me. <laughs> you know, I'm not talking to just everybody. I'm including me when I'm saying this. Uh, the, the right and the wrong. Okay, we need to discuss right and wrong. There is right and wrong. But that judgment gets ahead of our admitting what may, just might be true sometimes, which is a greater thing to understand, just the truth of a situation before we start getting moralizing a situation, getting moralistic about a situation. And I have to be reminded of that all the time because I go moral. I go, Mm. I go moral. My great teacher, Penny Allen, my great mentor of 19 years would always go, quit, Matthew, get off your high horse of moralizing right or wrong. The big question is true or untrue. Mm. And it, (laughs) she was always right. And it's the thing we do need to answer I think before and many things that we approach before we go into the moralizing of right and wrong, because the moralizing of right and wrong quickly becomes exclusionary, quickly excludes the other. I said disparages, vilifies the opposition. And you are not having a conversation. We see it in the world today. We see it in politics. We see it in in people all over. That's where we are right now. We are not we, we are not admitting. Well, let's just say. OK, if I'm a if I'm a Republican or a Democrat, going to look at the other side, we immediately go to vilify the other side. Well, let's in that conversation. Let's also admit you may have those opinions. Let's also admit and, 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 and say out loud and share. What about that party's beliefs do you are assets to you? Do you say now I do like this about him. I do like that the left has this empathy and this understanding. And I do like that the that the right, you know, really is fiscally responsible or whatever those things are. And let's admit those in the same conversation, because we don't do we just don't we don't do that. And that's that's one example.
0: One of the things I love is this idea that there is a space between agreeing and disagreeing, and mm. in that space is our ability to understand. And in our ability to understand is every other productive conversation. You know, any chance of any progress. And it seems to me that. This space, it's almost like people don't know it exists, but somehow the polarization just is is yep. removing it even as an option. And I think that's as dangerous or more dangerous than any of the other issues people
2: are disagreeing about. Your thoughts? Well, yeah. Look, we all want to win. We want to win right now. Mm. I want to win this argument right now. I want to get off this Zoom call going, I won. Well, it's just a human nature. I'm, I don't really, but that's what we that's what we do. We get in a conversation, and we discuss two things, and we immediately go to how do I win? Well, if you're immediately going to how do I win this conversation, you're—you're—you're you're, you're, you're playing a short game. <laughs> you are you are look, look at the immediate gratification we get from consumerism. We get it. We 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 go out and get certain things to win, or we win a certain moment, and we 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 feel good. We all. What? Where? Where do we feel like we win now? We mostly feel like we win. If I again can disparage your point of view if it opposes mine, not win my not not sell my vision, but just debunk yours and say mm. and improve yours to argue yours to not be worthy. Then <laughs> I will like go on. It's the old thing I write in the book about. We cheer more loudly at when they met, when our opponent misses the shot, then we get happy when we make the shot. Mm. It's short term. Victory for us. And it's not a true victory. It's not a long-term mm-hmm. victory. It doesn't fill us up. It, it lasts a little bit. It's the, it's the it's the joke at the party where you talked out of school on somebody who wasn't there. Everyone laughed there and like that was really funny, but they all walked away disrespecting you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. lost respect for you because they were like, Jesus, does that son of a gun talk about me like that when I'm mm-hmm. not here? You won the moment, but you lost the long-term war. You bought your, you lost trust in the future. You lost respect. You lost friendship. You lost people looking out for you. You lost goodwill. So it's a short-term victory that we're all looking for. And again, we look for it in the the conversation. All Immediately, I do it. I think most people do it. We go to, wait a minute, we're in a discussion. We have two different points of view, fight or flight. I got to think about how to win this thing. And that's what gets in our way. Of what, it, what I hear you saying, and I agree with. That's what gets in our way. Instead of going, no, don't play the winner game. That's what I was told in Africa. It's not about the right or wrong. We're trying to understand each other here. There's not a not, there's not a win-loss in the understanding in the, in, the, in, the, in the short game, in the in the conversation. And 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 you put it this
0: way, and another quote I love from the book is to lose the power of confrontation is to lose the power of unity. Bingo. If we stop having the ability to talk with each other about hard subjects, about where we disagree, it just feels like it's already over. It's like whatever. We can't do anything if we lose that ability. There's no game.
2: There's no, There's no game. game. <laughs> you know, so we're, we, we, we got we to gotta buck up and get the courage to play the game.
0: Well, More so I, I, than we do. I think it is about courage too, the courage to listen. I think we stop listening to people because we don't want to change. And so the yeah. fear of losing our own ground means we don't want to even in, in, engage in the conversation or in even the confrontation. What if the founding fathers had not been willing to have a confrontation with each other? That It's over before it even began, we wouldn't even have a country to start with. It doesn't
2: begin. You're right. I mean, it doesn't begin. Look, and I'm guilty of that too. Mm. Oh man, I, you know, when I, I love to know. I love to be in the know. Mm. I love to know what I know and test it and go, man, that works. And I'm gonna stick to it. And I'm riding that horse. And then if if you disagree, I'm gonna stick to it instead of going. No, this 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 other alternative, this other example that doesn't fit my little world is also. Can also be true. Can also be an additive. Now I have to ask myself in mid-conversation many times, McConaughey, do you have the courage to listen to this alternative point of view and go? But what's what's hard about it, like you said, and it happens to me. I like sometimes don't want to because I'm like, oh, I got to unpack. I had it all crystal clear. <laughs> My, it was all working. Now wait, don't. I'm not ready for an amendment oh man, hang on, I'm not ready. I don't have room in my brain to compartmentalize and add something else to that, a subset to that theory. Hang on, you know, and, and that's just fatigue or lack of courage to do so.
0: Yeah, but that's interesting. You just made a connection that I think is, I think is really important. And that is that perhaps just the general overwhelm and overload and exhaustion that people are in Yes. Beyond just the polarization of social media and all that that we normally point to. But just if you're overwhelmed, you're like, I don't have any mental space to th- to have to rethink my life the way that you might see it and so on. And it's like an impatience born of
2: overwhelm that I think is non-trivial real. to what's going on. But let's also on that, let's admit that that's okay. Mm. Let's admit, gosh, man, I'm tired. How many times we got with our kids? Yes, I'm trying to explain it to you, but man, it's nine o'clock. I've been up since six. (laughs) I got to get up at 5.30 tomorrow morning. I am beat dead dog tired, man. Why? Because I said so. I don't have time to explain it so you can understand because I said so. I'm your father. I'm your mother. I've been around here 50 more years than you. I've gained the experience. We'll talk about the why tomorrow. Right now, go to bed. We—it's a real. That's real. We don't mm. need to get, tell ourselves oh, so, so feel bad about that. You were supposed to stay up till daybreak if it took till that was the time needed to explain it to you. No, it's an understandable thing. I'm exhausted, overwhelmed. That's enough. And you know, so that, let's admit that that's okay. Let's not judge that.
1: Mm. Let's not
2: pounce you and I right now on going. That's right. That person needs more courage. That's right. You better find the fortitude to wake back up and engage in that conversation. Let's first admit and go, sometimes we're just exhausted, dude, like you said. Well, well, and I think that if, if I
0: use the word admit that you're using, it's like understanding yourself is part of creating this space for understanding. I mean, it's not just understanding the other side and wanting them to understand us. It's also... I mean, it is a, a type of grace, but it's space to say, well, let, let me be honest about where I am and let me even figure out where I am and, and, and not judge myself harshly and whether I'm being right or whether I'm being wrong. It's like, let's just understand where we are. I think it's yep. part of this special space that we, we that I think is hard to get now.
2: Well, and yeah, and, it's, and I think, look, the, the two reciprocate. There's the old oh under- meet somewhere where they are you know you hear that and this makes a lot of sense and you you know understand where they're coming from or understand what their day might have been or, or 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 what their point of view is and why it might be yeah very true got to but I think you're exactly right to come back to the selfish side you don't do that you got you have you taken the time to understand where you're where you're coming from and that's just as valid and give ourselves the credit admit that we have to give ourselves the credit to try and understand. Where we are or to admit that you know what don't know right now i'm on well, my my differential split wobbly legs not sure right now probably shouldn't be uh uh uh, uh you know uh driving uh, heavy machinery today yeah uh, you know that kind of thing when we're going and i'm just trying to there's certain days where hey how'd you do man dude i just tried to connect the dots <laughs> nothing special today <laughs> you know? I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't I, I was. I was. I was no more than a duct tape guy today. You didn't want me to use anything, not even battery powered. I, ooh, it was a tough one. I love the idea. Happen.
0: Yes, I love the idea of a Connect the Dot Day. I mean, that's that we say Mental Health Day, but that Connect the Dot Day is a different way of thinking about that. And and actually, it makes me think. There's green lights, right? There's the book that you published and, and I think are proud of and so on. And then there's the book behind the book and, and or all the books behind the book. That is all of these journals. And it yep. seems to me that this has been a serious part of, of your connecting the dot process. Like Like you without your journals are a different person than you are today. That's my read of it, that this has been a
2: big part of, of connecting the dots and so on. Am I reading that wrong? No, you're not reading that wrong. There's no way I'd be as good of a friend of myself as I am right now with that, my journals. That's what they, that's what they were. It's an expression of a Socratic dialogue, but getting it out of the head and actually putting it on paper. So you can understand, it, so you can yeah, see it. Yeah, so I can look in, look in the mirror. That's, that's, that's my mirror. Um, mm. That's anybody's mirror who journals, honestly. And it's not a, you know, it's not it's not a mirror that makes us look like a circus mirror that makes us look more out of shape than we are or more messed up than we are. And it's not one of those mirrors that's on Beverly Hills in the Gucci store that makes you look three inches taller and perfectly, more perfectly fit either. It's an honest mirror. And then to go back and I think, you know, in, in, in the the writing of the book, the exercise of that was the dare to go back and have a look. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. That's scary. Woo! It is. And I did not like everything I saw. I was embarrassed. I talked to you about this last time we talked. It was, Mm -hmm. oh, geez, dude, that. Places where I was arrogant, thought it was a know-it-all, and look at me now and go, oh, my gosh, no. you. But, again, looking at and going, well, at least you had the arrogance at a certain time to get that arrogance. That false arrogance gave you the confidence to put yourself in positions and take risks, Matthew, where you ate crow. And learn good lessons, and did evolve. So mm. don't be boohoo in the arrogance. Let's admit that was okay. That was part of growing up. There were also times I was so lost and, and and confused. From like reading, looking back at myself, going, "Dude, wake up!" And going, "No, you wouldn't be able to say wake up now unless you went through that." Then, so mm. it was it was it was tough duty looking back. And then part of that, and using the word admit, and I'm just now realizing this now, is I was able to admit that all of those are connected it's a way to get it was way for me to get reconnected to my past and again you see car connecting the dots mm-hmm. where it's all a mystery going forward but it's a science looking back I the, the, <laughs> the dots connected to how the heck i got to right here which when you connect the dots of our lineage from the past to now whether it's we're talking about what we do last night when we what do we do when we lay down and get horizontal at night and go through the day or what do we do when we wake up and just connect the dots of what our goals or plan are for that day it can be short term, it can be the next hour if you want it to be, but you connect those well the the future it's not like you know what you're going to do. it's just it's more clear <laughs> that, that, yes. that you're crea- you' you've created the weather, and whatever comes, you're ready to call audibles if, if change does come in it, you're just more prepared for it because you have an idea where you come from well, I think there's a I think it creates a narrative if the if
0: your past is confusing enough. Then, then I think it's hard to extrapolate what the story, how the story goes. I mean, if you we're reading the first volume of a book and all of it's just all over and confusing and absent, you don't know where you are. You're lost in the present, therefore it's hard to read the future. So the the writing of this in the past, I think, is is and then reviewing it is clear. But I want to double click on something because the word you used about your journal was honest. And and that's non-trivial word. I mean, I've kept a journal for 11 years. I don't think I've missed a day in 11 years. So like I'm a serious journaler, but sometimes I think about it and I go, is this interesting? Are you being open enough, raw enough? Is there enough here to, to actually get clear and, and get all that junk out so that you can look at it? And I'm curious about... That word, honest. Have you always been just very honest in your journals? Is that how you started no. them?
2: Yeah, I, I, to honest to the extent that, yep, that's exactly how I chose to look at or write or spin that lyric. Mm. And then I've let myself at times less though go down to the debit side, into not depression, but into forms of, well, boy, let's really just grovel in this, mm. in this, in this bad moment, in this mm. ugly. Situation. Let's see how let's see how long we can grovel in this on the page. Let's make it worse than it is, and then look at it going. Wow, you made that worse than it was, dude. That sounds catastrophic. You need help. You need to go to the doctor, and then you look at it and go, No, I know I did that. I mean, I I, I went ahead and I took the exercise, but let's ride that road down. Now, I do that a lot less than saying, Uh huh, because part of it. Look, denial is a really interesting word. And it usually gets thrown out like, ah, it's not honest. Don't be denying. We've got to be honest. Put it up. But, man, I I look at my mother, at her, her, how she's doing at 90 and how well she sleeps and how just every day she's right there at 90 and doing so damn well and quick. And she is proof of the value of denial if you really commit to it. <laughs> That's not where I thought I mean, you were going. <laughs> no, but she just like if something happens that, that she just nope. <laughs> and I doesn't go back and reconsider, like, well, should you have given that kind of crappy situation more credit? No. No, I shouldn't. Actually, I'm saying it didn't happen. Uh,
1: she knows it happened,
2: but there is no discussion, no subjugation. It's gone. And I look at that and go, she's not living dishonestly. She's just franking up front about everything. She's, But she's also much less considerate than I am. Hmm. When she's just like, people will get over it. And I'll get over it. She thinks she, because she gets over things so quick, she also trusts other people. Hey, get over it. It's not a big deal. Quit, 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 hash it out. Let's move on. We're people. Made a mistake. Next. There's value in that.
0: That, well, that's so curious you're saying that because I knew somebody in his 90s who would – in his 90s is on a uh, – he's going maybe two hours on his mountain bike. And then he's just right. playing and playing with his life and serving too. But, And here's what I noticed about him. He would not do negative. He wouldn't even like – he wouldn't just go, oh, I'm not going to do negative he wouldn't even participate in it whatsoever. He might middle right. sentence in with you, very happily just walk away. If somebody starts talking about something, he just he just walk wouldn't away. do it. And that right. didn't seem like just a temper, temperament thing. Maybe it is, but it's like a decision. I'm not wasting my time on this. i just wasted what, enough on time. Yep.
2: Was your mother always like this? Yes, always,
0: always. Wow. She just created I'm not dealing with that. I'm gonna I'm
2: getting over it. Everyone else has to get it. over it. That's it. That's not done. And then actually deny and actually to the extent of denying that it was even that she she thinks she'll will, she will consider it and not die like an intellectual practice, just in her core. It's fiction. <laughs> like what? Like give me an example. <laughs> give me an example
0: of the fiction oh, moment. I mean recent, recent example. It's a
2: recent example.
0: Oh, no, any example uh, fine.
2: Well, last night we took the two of them out to dinner. I don't know if I'll get to the point here, but I took about with that to dinner. There was a local musician who played a bunch of songs. Mom knew we all sang along, some old songs. We got back home. It's 8:30. The kids are gone having a night out. We were gonna watch something. Mom's like, come on, come on, let's go watch a movie. I'm like, Mom, I gotta I'm getting up. I'm talking to uh <laughs> Tomorrow morning, Craig. I'm, I'm, re- I'm actually, with the kids gone, this quiet evening sounds great to me. And me and Camilla are gonna go to bed, and and uh she starts chastising me in a fun <laughs> way, but also a real way. Like I'm 90, you're my son, youngest one, and now it's Wednesday night, and you're going to bed. You gotta go. What's wrong with you? Called me a bunch of different profane names. This thing's all in good jest. <laughs> she's giving it to me, right? Just giving it to me. My point is. This is another part of her vitality. Loves controversy. That, not, I ended up going to take, ended up, we ended up talking for 30 minutes and it's like, look, Mom, this, this argument was more entertaining than going to watch a movie for you anyway. So we got another 30 minutes. Now, good night, I love you. That's right? But she lives on controversy. If things are going smooth, if it's a if it's a smooth running river and, and everyone's getting along great, she throws a wrench in on purpose, just to Jack knife everybody up and go yeah now we're alive yeah now that didn't quite answer directly answer your question about a d- example of her denial but that's her <laughs> denying going I'm gonna deny that everything's just calm cool and collected and we're all kind of locked in and know our stuff come on I'm gonna get in the middle and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a wrench in this I'm gonna I'm stoked the fire <laughs> because <come> on, <laughs> and that's Part of denying, none of, den, den, her denying any sort of kumbaya existence. Oh, well, what you're describing is someone
0: who wants to, who is going to, not wants to, is going to live on their terms. That's what you're describing.
2: And not afraid, not looking forward to dying, but not, not afraid to die. And not afraid of it. I've never heard anyone in my life, uh, that she, and this is another trait she's got that I love. No one forgives themselves quicker than my mother. Hmm. Goes. I tell tell you that she wakes up. She goes. She gets up to about 80s. You know how elders, you're revolutionary young. You get middle age, maybe children. You start to realize some things your mom and dad taught you were right, and you're like, yeah, you know what? That point there, and you know you got to get responsible. And then around seems like 60s, (laughs) most of turn back into revolutionaries. Now I don't know if that's coming into what's considered the third quarter or fourth quarter of life, where you're like, I'm a hey man, you know, death's next. F this, I'm not, let, consider, consider, consideration, nothing, whatever it is, but she became a real revolutionary again. And I would go to her and she'd do things. i am like, mom, you just flat out lied about that. Oh, she'll tell fibs all the time. I mean, right, mm. you know. She told fibs about being married to a man after my dad passed away <laughs> so she could save 150 bucks at the country club fee a month. And <laughs> thought she could get away with it. Right? I mean, she, yeah, shameless, shameless. Um, but I went to her and I was like, look, these things, you, come on, mom, you taught us not this, not to do this. Do, do you have it? What about your own conscience, mom? Do you go to bed at night with any consideration of like, let me go back to my day and think of what I could do better? Or what do I regret or what I want to improve on? She goes, oh, honey, I got a long list. Every night I make a mental list of things. I look back and I go, oh, I could have done that better. Oh, I want to improve on that. list. usually a list of like 20 to 25 things. And I'm listening. I'm going, yes, okay. And she goes, you know what, though? The thing about it is when I wake up in the morning, I forgot them all. (laughs) (laughs) And that's her. And I go, is that denial? Is that shallow? It's not shallow because she's not a shallow woman at all. But that's her choice to go, bam, I'm not into. She's like, I'm 90. This is what I do. I'm not into. self-improvement. I like my daily life how I go. I got my ritual how it goes. I like adventure. Um, Come on, if anyone's going, you know I'm going with you. And I know I'm 90, but wait up because I'm coming. So engaging in life, but walking away from any sort of negative or boring situation. <laughs> she doesn't have time to be bored. And but no. but you're describing something
0: something very I mean it's very decisive way of living here, right? Because you're just going I'm not doing I'm not going to hold on to grudges. It sounds like a very grudge-free life. Is that true? Am I hearing that right? Is that part of the advantage?
2: We had one grudge and it was with it was with the twin sister. And they got over their stuff, but there's no grudges. And you could not hold it. she won't hold one. Look, it's, it's, she's got that thing. It's why her and my buddy Woody get along so well. Woody Harrelson. They got that thing where, look, Woody will show up three days late to your own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't be mad at Woody. Because if you showed up three days late to his wedding, he'd be like, it's okay, bro. Anything that, anytime you go, come on, dude. You go, I always go, I could do the same to them. And they'd be like, it's fine. My mom's got that same thing. No grudge. No condemnation. Hey, hey, it's over. Forget it. Forgiveness, quick. And you go at times that I'll get upset with her. I go, well, if she was on the other foot and I did it to her, how would she feel? She'd be like, uh, that's right. She'd slough it right off and go, hey, no biggie. Mm-hmm. So you can't condemn them. You know what I mean? Because uh, they wouldn't condemn you. Tell me about how it is with Woody. What what does that
0: make the relationship like? Is it is it just freeing for you because you're like, hey, this this guy is not going to force himself to do something weird that doesn't work for him. And so I don't have to worry about that. And also he won't take a, a you know, hold a grudge with me. Does it, is it just make the relationship easier or what?
2: Well, it, yeah, it does make it easier sometimes. I mean, look, that's a childlike quality in many ways. Mm. Uh, there's No form, don't, you know, cut the formalities. Come on, I'll see you when I see you. We cross up and hey, how's it goes and hope, you know forgot to say goodbye. Why I didn't say goodbye. I just kind of took off and I knew I'd see you too much later. Whatever it is, there's a lack of, you know, you see kids on the playground. There's no, hey, how are you? Do you want to play on the playground? No, they just, they just go and show up and disperse without saying goodbye, you know, and come back together a month later and maybe say hi for a second, but they're right onto the, they're right onto behaving, playing the game. Um, So there's no sentimentality that comes with them. There's no sentimentality that comes with my relationship with Woody or, or my mom.
0: There's no burden.
2: No, there's no burden. It's light. It's easy. It's free coming in. It's free going out. And it's net coming in and net going out instead of mm-hmm. like finances, which are you know uh, um, gross coming in and net going out. It's net net. Mm-hmm. It's easy because um, when you flip it, it's the same exchange rate with their behavior and your behavior. If you did the same to them, it's the same exchange rate. The same same uh, uh, judge and jury, which is really no judge and jury. It's free it's low maintenance. It's low maintenance. Now it can be a little maddening because I'm a a structure guy. I like my Mm. timetables. I like to have things lined up and go, well, this is planned. And the reason that that was set at noon was so we could relax (laughs) walk without rushing and show up at our three o'clock thing, which was perfectly timed for this, which was perfectly timed so we could show up at 630, which was sunset. And we could do this all by walking languidly. But if we Would mom, if you're showing up at one o'clock for the twelve o'clock? Now we're all we're gonna we're gonna have to a shorter show from noon to three than we would have had because now it's from one to three. And if we overlap, we're gonna be hustling to the next place. Or if we don't want to hustle and just keep walking, we're gonna be late for the three and we're gonna miss the sunset. So anyway, I compound that those things out in the future. My they don't. They're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) 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 What, what What are you doing? Silly, silly McGonaghy. So we, we, you know, that we go back and forth and jack with each other on those on those fronts.
0: I just read today that uh, this is from Gallup poll. And here's what it found. There's a decline in friendship percentages of uh, who report having the following number of close friends, not counting their relatives. OK, so it shows that in 1990, 40 percent of men reported having 10 plus friends. OK, and now the average is down to 15 Percent, And for women, it used to be 26% said they had 10 plus friends, and now it's down to 11%. Now, you could break down more detail to what I'm saying, but that is a pretty serious shift from 1990 to now. So over a 30-year yeah. period, a, a significant reduction in the number of people we would call friends. Has that happened to you or has the opposite happened for you over the last 30 years?
2: Oh, that's a really good question. I, my first hunch is to say that probably has happened to me. Mm. I have more friends and acquaintances. Yeah, more acquaintances, less what I would call really good friends. Part of that, and my brother Rooster's like he's great. He's like, who would want less friends? He lo- He's I, he has so much energy. He has thousands of friends me i've chosen it comes and it comes with getting married and having children first you i go well i with 24 hours in a day right There's a certain group of friends after i started a family that understood just without saying oh uh mcconaughey is spending more time with those most important to him to nurture those relationships which i still do I've I've now in the, in the last five years expanded my friendships and acquaintances to different people. I've had the courage to reach out to elders and mentors like I never did before, and have made some new friendships there that I really appreciate. I've evolved out of some other friendships where we were just in two different places, or maybe you know they didn't get married or have a relationship or have a children, so we're just doing two different things or they move to another part of the world i'm not going to say my friendships have declined i've always look i write about it in the book i'm i've always been one who here's a good example i got a box at the university of texas it holds 26 people for the games very seldom do i invite 25 other people not because i don't i i could fill it easily but i would rather have a cultivated 12 or a cultivated 16 and I have empty seats. I sometimes I've gone where it's just me and my family. I got a cultivated five by choice. And if I'm going to curate a group, there's a lot of times I'm like, my favorite is a is a one on one, maybe a two on two, where there's four of us, a couple. Beyond that, I don't like to. I'd rather, preferably, not spread out and lighten up the conversation where we can't go two, three, four deep if we need to, mm-hmm. and stay on point. I have little, you know, I'm. I enjoy the dinner party with 24, but you know, going into that, you're based on where you're sitting, you're going to have little pops. It's like a, you know, a night show. It's not, it's not a sit down hour conversation like we're having. It's, it's, it's Mm -hmm. like, all right, we got five minutes, go. And you're going to have little pops here and, uh, and you kind of got to roll with it. It's a different rhythm. They're fun, but you're not going to go in deep unless the person to your left or to your right, you actually get into one of these great one-on-ones in the middle of that. Which those aren't really designed to do. Yeah. Um so I definitely am someone who I prefer, I find that I need to I, I like to put in more time with fewer to raise the quality over the yeah. quantity.
0: Now, this is an interesting thing about you, McConaughey, because this is what I noticed when I read green lights, but also in our conversations, is you really are an essentialist. Like like really, the two-year break, like to really connect the dots and figure it out and remove and eliminate. You know, uh, yeah, that's, that's one of the aspects. I mean, uh, you, 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 wrote uh, uh, some specific things about this, uh, knowing who we are is hard, eliminate who we're not first. And we'll find ourselves where we need to be. I mean, that is essentialist like that. Literally that could have been in essentialism. This very similar words are in essentialism. Here's another one that literally could have been an essentialism. Too many options can make a tyrant out of any of us. So we should get rid of all the excess in our lives that keep us from being more of ourselves. When we, dis- when we decrease the options that don't feed us, we eventually almost accidentally have more options in front, of us, uh, in front of us that do. I'm just saying there's a meeting of the minds that's so aligned about this. And what you just said is intuitively less but better. You know, I could have loads of people, we could do that, but I like less but better. I wanna go deeper, I want richer, I want more meaningful. I don't want more for the sake of more. I want less of the right things.
2: Yeah, I want to tend the essentials in my garden that I mm. can help take care of and help. They can help them grow to be and get the capacity and the potential out of those root cause relationships, not effects. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the periphery of things are effective, and they're, they're great, but let's admit that that that's an effect. The cause, the root source, starting with ourselves, and then our closest loved ones, that I' just find that you if you, if you take care of those and don't get so secular that you put a, put a barrier around yourself, like keep the rest of the world out. I mean, if I, when I'm taking care of those, I, I have more courage and clarity to explore and pioneer. And, and actually try to understand instead of going to right and wrong. If I'm not secure with my root causes and the people that I most care for, I, I think like most people, jump to the right and wrong, try to win the conversation because I need stance, man. I need I need identity. I need I need security here. But if I'm secure at home, it's like we say that about kids, but kids secure at home, they're gonna be more secure to get out of it and go check things out. I find that for us adults as well. If I'm secure with my base cause and who I am and what I love around me, I'm much more adventurous to open eye, have open ideas and have a liberal mind to like, hey, I've never thought of that. Hey, you wanna see what's on the other side over there? Let's find out. Much more creates to do that, to go into new unknowns.
0: Well, you're capable of being vulnerable out there because deep down, you're not vulnerable. Deep down, you have a strength and a, a, you know, something, a good foundation in those relationships. I always think this. I think when 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 my relationship with Anna, my wife, is strained, like if if my relationship with her is going badly, nothing is good in my life. If my relationship is is good with my wife, it's like nothing is really bad. It's like I can I can deal with all of that out there. This is like so serious
2: for me. Is that true for you? Hundred percent. I mean, I can fake it. I've had to fake it before. I've had to put on. <laughs> yeah. a, I've, I've chosen to put on a smile before and, and and go and autopilot through a situation when I knew that morning my dog had died, or maybe me and my wife weren't getting along, or there was something that I was working. You know, uh, but man, that's that's hard. That's, different. That's, that's that's hard work. And I and I, on that what that makes my mind say rem, reminds me is, look, when we take care of our root causes. The the, the our, ourselves, our relationship with our wife, our parenthood, our close friends. There we do have that baseline you're talking about to to as I was saying to have the courage to to, to head out into the unknown. To not know where we're going and go, no, I'll be I'll I'll, I'll be all right. My home my home base is is sound. I, I think there's just unlimited potential in how well we can get to ourselves and take care of our closest loved ones i just don't think i just think we're just barely scratching the surface even if that's all we did now let's go to the extent okay so go be a monk okay that's you want to really talk about it and you want to go get to know take care of the root cause yourself go be a monk well i think someone should have that time but also that's that's all monologue (laughs) (laughs) this is what i'm gonna say i need to have my monologue to have the dialogue Mm-hmm. The dialogue is the engagement, where we take care of someone other than ourselves—the relationship with our wife, our loved ones, our family, people outside. It's if you have take the root cause, the what's close to you is the monologue. Take take care of your monologue, you can get out in the world and have the dialogue. That's another way of putting it.
0: If you have found value in this episode, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. The first five people to write a review of this episode will receive year-long access to the Essentialism Academy. Just send a photo of your review to info at com. Also do yourself a favor and subscribe to the podcast so that you can receive these episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays effortlessly. The book, Effortless, and essentialism together are designed as a formula to be able to help you to not only know that your most important work is always ahead of you, but to be able to do that most important work that is always ahead of you. We'll continue the conversation with part two.